Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Arc by Arc, episode three. It is your guys, Labosco, got Ramses and Isaac with me as we are going to jump into the next arc of One Piece. Today we are going to be talking about the Syrup Village arc, which is chapters 22 to 41. Uh, it's going to be fun to talk about, of course. If you enjoyed this show and you want to continue to support us, you want to keep updated on whatever's happening with it, follow us on Twitter at Arc by Arc. Send us an email. Uh, I want to make sure arcbyarcpodcast at gmail.com if you want to be able to do that. And of course, please give us a review and let us know what you think of the podcast so we can continue to do better and better things. But now, guys, we're going to be jumping into the next arc here. We are on our third arc, episode three. And uh, I, I uh, this is one that I really look back on fondly. So I, I'm really curious to hear. What, what you guys thought as far as like your initial uh, thoughts here coming in. Uh, we'll start with you, Isaac. Yeah, I had a great time reading this chapter. Um, I didn't really know what to expect going into it. I never know what to expect, but that result's really cool. Of course. You know, we got a new um, crewmate at the end of it, and we had a really uh, epic... Um, it's kind of like, con- like conflict between... Um, I already don't remember his name. Do with the glasses. <laughs> Kuro, Kuro, Kuro. Oh yes, Kuro, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, Kuro's. He. Let's be real. Like Kuro, um, he is sort of forgettable. I think the thing, the the thing that he is maybe easy, most easily to remember by is literally the thing you did talked about, which is his glasses, because of one of the things he does, which you know we'll talk about when we get to it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think like that kind of encapsulated it well. Like there's some very emotional, cool stuff that happens. Kuro and his, his uh, the Black Cat Pirates. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, you know, um, Ramsey's. What about you? What'd you think? This was fun to actually go back and read. Uh, having watched one of, having only watched this in the past, uh, I remember I had certain like I had certain critiques with this arc where like it was fun, but it felt like it went on for a really long time um, with how the actions established and like in each phase of like the fights and reading through it and it, like it made it just a breeze being able to see like okay, cool, like it's much easier to go like from like portion to portion stage to stage of the fight um, when it's in little chapters instead of like a full 30 minute episode of television. Um, It flies by and there's a ton of like great side characters we get to meet in this. There's a ton of great, like there's also great Oda like habits that you get to start to see in this arc too, which I'm going to talk about for a bunch of time. Uh, This was really fun. And then it's, yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a little bit. So I'm eager to get started. I know Isaac, you want to start us off today with we were trying to figure out the exact name for this island because in the in the anime it's called Treasure Island from what Labosco said. Yep. Like in the manga it's listed as the Isle of Strange Creatures. <laughs> um which that of all the creative names that Oda's ever done, that's not one of them. But 
<laughs> yeah, this is a fun I place think, to start. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's get started. So um it starts off with a bit of a comical scene with a uh, new crewmate Nami. And she kind of realizes what she got herself into as she's uh <laughs> dealing with these two hooligans. Uh so first we start with her fixing up uh Luffy's hat and he just ends up poking another hole in it again. <laughs> I I I that that part like that was something I, I kind of wish that they did have in in the anime. Um, oh, they did because I uh, th- this little like yeah, no. this was something that wasn't in the anime. But this interaction and like you see the dynamic sort of developing between them and like the 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 ability for Nami to like really just kind of give it to these guys like early on. Like we do see that like evolve later on, but like seeing it here, like this is being like sort of establishing sort of the dynamic that they're going to have together. Um, we didn't get that in the anime right away, so. Also, just Luffy being that much of an idiot to poke a hole in things she literally just fixed. (laughs) And then, um, oh, she stabs him in the eye with the needle, too. (laughs) She just gets so fed up with him. Yeah, that whole, uh, that still was uh, hilarious. And then we go on to talk. And that does not, that, that is very much that. Yeah, definitely. Um, let me go on to talking about food uh, and rationing because they're not really prepared for the trip. They don't really have anything. And they're like, oh, look, there's an unhab- uninhabited uh, island up ahead. And uh, Nami's kind of like unsure about it, not really wanting to send it. And they're like, nah, fuck it. We're going to go check it out. So they take the boat and they're going <laughs> over there. Uh, nothing but trees. Told you it was uninhabited. And then, oh yeah, Zoro is sleeping. I'm just like scrolling through it as we're talking about it right now. And then we stumble upon- I just love it because that's- What was I saying? I love it because that's like every single time it's like, okay, well, what's Zoro doing right? Like, you run D&D <laughs> games and then occasionally like, I'll go around like, okay, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you? And Zoro's always like, sleeping. Always just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping or lifting gigantic weights. It's all my man does all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He lives in his own world. But, but yeah, it, it yeah, it, for sure. Like it's I, I love this chapter because of seeing sort of like the personalities of all of them, because like, yeah, sure, we get it a little bit here and there and like with certain aspects of their character, but getting to see them kind of play off of each other in certain ways or how they act when there's nothing super serious happening is is really nice to see. Um, and this this goofy island that they're on to, I, I just love this beginning part as well, because it's like 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 this island is just so much of like an anomaly it feels like mm-hmm. it's a fun little uh like side quest yeah that, uh, that, that that's a i i like that wording because like like this island almost this island almost feels like filler right like doesn't a little bit of it like kind of feel like it's a filler island a little bit i mean yeah. i expected like when to reading this that this was going to be like a filler island that we were just going to go like i expected that this was filler from the anime and that we were just going to go straight from the last arc directly into syrup village well and that's that's a one little difference here too we'll talk about it here because you know we'll, we'll talk about like differences at the end between the anime and the manga because this is like the first arc where there's like significant differences between the anime and the manga uh this arc or this arc this island we actually in the anime get it after syrup village 
instead of before like we do here. So we have Usopp on this island with us in the anime, where here we don't have him. We haven't even met him yet. So that's one of the mine. It's not really. It's kind of a major difference. It's like one of the first big differences between the anime and the manga, as far as like where there's a deviation between the two, and and, and sort of makes a big bit of a difference. Uh, okay, so uh, they start encountering uh, strange creatures. Uh, they kind of remind me of like the hybrid creatures from Avatar: The Last Airbender, or just like weird looking Pokemon's. <laughs> Like a, a snake with rabbit ears. Like, oh. You know what's funny? I, I think timeline, this is like 98, 97, 98. So like, uh, I think this is still 1997. So like, I think Pokemon is maybe like at the height of its beginning at this point mm. in time too. Especially like not just in Japan, but worldwide. So like, yeah, th- I didn't even think about that. Oh my God. Saying Pokemon just opened that up in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and then do not come any further. I am the guardian of the forest. They hear a little voice. They're scanning around, trying to see where it's coming from. And then uh, it's mentioning like trials of the forest. And then pop, uh, Luffy gets. Uh, was he shot? I don't remember. Yeah, he gets shot. He gets shot. Yeah, okay. it's a, yeah, it's it's a. Yeah, they they kind of they they kind of talk about it, but like yeah, he gets shot here, and uh, that was. Um, <laughs> I was kind of surprising that like that's how we end up meeting this this really goofy character, uh, which which is the man named Gaimon. Uh, this this is a character that's like very hard to forget because of how goofy he is. But my God, is this an interesting character? Yeah, and you encounter like a a dark bush sitting within a treasure chest, and then just that little drop of that's sweat good. that's coming from from the head of hair is such a funny like giveaway and then you see his feet kind of spring from it that's a funny still right there and then you zoom in on his face the whole unibrow uh the missing tooth just everything about him is just so goofy he, he there's this line later on where he talks about like i didn't used to have a unibrow and then we, like we see the flashback of him like when he was normal before he fell in like because he falls so he's in like a treasure chest this gaimon and like he talks about how he didn't have a unibrow before, but literally when we first see him in the flashback, he still he has a unibrow even when he's normal. So I'm like, my guy, did you not realize you had a unibrow? Like, did you never have a mirror around or something? Like, what are you talking about? It, it's just like the absurdity of this chapter in a nutshell mm-hmm. is like him talking about how, oh, I was, you know, I was a normal guy. And, all, and it's like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> he just uses it as an excuse now. I feel like that yeah, character guess- design is one that like Oda came up with and he was like, Okay, well, what would like it's? I feel like it's one of those ones where, like, instead of the story like going and like, oh, well, who would live here? This kind of guy, I can almost imagine it being like Oda comes up with this character design. It's, okay, well, like, where would this guy live alone on an island? Like, I can see the and like, I feel like there's a potential that it was like the reverse engineering of it. Mm-hmm. But That's, even, that it, makes sense. So, like, even then, though, I love too that it's. It's one of the it's one of these immediately disarming things where he starts off super hostile and then just once he argues with Luffy and like all of the actual like the threat is just completely dropped. He goes from like, why are you here? Why? Like, get out of here. So it's just like. No, wait, like, why are you making fun of me? I'm so, like, I'm stuck here. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I love just like the immediate just like pettiness that Luffy gets into and all these different things where it's just like 
in making a dumb observation about something and then somebody gets mad about that and that's what we're all focused on now <laughs> yeah luffy luffy is i feel like luffy in the beginning especially is so stupid like like he has always been dumb as a character but here especially like just like certain observations he has um i just love that he he is like very like forefront and, and like honest about things like like they're like talking about because like the the whole reason why it gets called treasure island in the anime and stuff like Gaimon is like protecting a treasure that's on his island um, and he doesn't mm -hmm. want anybody to get to it. So that's why he's scaring everybody away. And like <laughs> that Nami's like, oh, we're going to help you out and stuff. And and like Luffy's like, but you're you, you're a burglar, you're a cat, you're a cat burglar, whatever he calls her. And she's like, shut up. That's not the point. And it's like, but you steal stuff <laughs> like just the, the the goofy honesty that comes out from Luffy sometimes is so good. And, and like it, it doesn't lead to anything, but it leads to like good comedy. And and I, f I forgot, I, I feel like this is so much funnier in the manga, this this particular part um, than in the anime, where there's these little interactions with not just, you know, Luffy and Nami and, and, and Gaimon, but like just um, how they interact with each other and, and how they they make this all work out together. Well, and it's, I think I remember like laughing so freaking hard in the anime when they talk about how he actually gets into the treasure chest. Like with how he mm -hmm. like how that whole thing happens, because number one, the treasure, where's the treasure? It's on top of this plateau. They put it all on top. He finds this plateau um, full of treasure on the top and he goes to climb on top of it. And my dude falls and just lands in the box. <laughs> There's like this great like panel too, just of him. He falls in the box. He falls asleep and he wakes up. It's just him flat, like sprawled out on the ground watching the ship go away. <laughs> yeah. And and he he's like, I don't know. I guess you probably wouldn't be hurt if you shot it at that point. But it, it just is like, what is? We get a flashback for this little character that's like so in, insignificant, which is funny to me as well. Not that it's a very long one, but still, his face here when he sees that they're gone. Yeah, I see. I'm looking at the panel now. Oh my gosh, you're right. That is a good panel. <laughs> this <is> amazing panel. <laughs> his eyes popping out of his head. Um. <laughs> uh, so and, yeah. And like, that that's like the beauty of like him being able to like the way that like the Oda like uses the human face to like make emotions happen is always something I love. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so after learning some background context from uh, Gaimon, uh, Luffy decides to stretch up on top of the plateau to grab the the treasure chest for him, and he's all like, "Finally, today's the day!" Something he's been waiting for all this time. And as he gets to the top. He's like, nope, I'm not dropping it down. And um, I don't know. At first read, I thought it was like a little weird. I didn't really know the reasoning or what to expect from that. But he opens the chest and he's like, there's nothing in it, is there? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is an interesting, like, dynamic, right? Like, Luffy saying this, and, like, you're almost like, wait, but why wouldn't you, like, why wouldn't you be honest with him, or why wouldn't you tell him? But, like, uh, I think Gaimon puts it best, you know, man, you're, you're, you're a nice kid there, Straw Hat, or, or I think he calls him Straw Hat at this point. Um, 
or yeah, Straw Hat Boy, you're a good kid. Because like Luffy just didn't want him to know the truth. He didn't want his dream to die, sort of. Which that's that's very admirable. Uh, especially because Gaimon kind of understood and and kind of had this inkling already, as he kind of tells us there. And mm-hmm. that that is um for for as goofy as this chapter is, this little like heartfelt moment is cool cool to to see happen and, and gives us a little more of like the kind of person Luffy is and and then you know nami kind of in shock and talking about like you're okay with this you've been guarding this for 20 years and and uh gaiman kind of explaining though like why why this matters and and uh why he appreciates it which you know it, it it's just uh you know he kind of had this feeling already and the fact that luffy kind of cared about his feelings enough to do this is cool and and luffy even offers him to join the crew at this point which <laughs> I for, totally forgot he did that uh, as somebody who's God read this part a couple of times. I I'll be honest. I, I, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of this part in the anime. Um, this is an episode where it's like, yeah, I like it, but it's not like it's one that if I miss it, I I'm always okay. Skipping it to be well, honest. This is one of those ones where like, there's multiple episodes. I feel like for this specific like interaction, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like it, if there's at least two where like they wrap up this whole thing straight it was up only, one chapter. It was only I believe it was only an episode uh in the anime. Um but sometimes one episode can feel like two. So mm-hmm. so that that does make sense. You know, before we move on, one thing I really liked about this chapter too was uh the whole explanation about the red line and mm-hmm. the map and how Nami was explaining it because mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard it, you know, thrown around before we reached this point, so it's nice mm-hmm. to um, have that laid out in front of me. And this was this was another thing I forgot too was because because I showed you guys in our previous episodes where the anime actually does this part for us, mm-hmm. which is when Kobe is talking uh, in in the beginning once we're on uh, when we're still at at a uh, god the 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 Marine Town. Um, mm-hmm. That's where we we learn it in the anime, and I kind of liked it a little bit earlier because there's this. Uh, you need this sort of buildup of like what the grand line is and not that we haven't had it in the manga up until this point. Um, I just liked getting it a little bit earlier the way the anime did it. So I, mm. I do like Nami's explanation here. It's basically like almost one for one. What what uh, we get from Kobe, yeah. but Nami being the one makes the most sense to tell us is she's the she's the navigator. So mm. so that that is um that is a good point, though. That That's a good one to to point out for sure. And we have this sort of nice goodbye and and you know we talked about the weird goofy animals which by the way i wanted to ask you guys this did you have like a favorite animal from the island that like of his designs because there's some there's some goofy designs the snake, i just man. love like the <laughs> yeah the bunny snake just because it yeah. has this look on it so it's like what the hell do why uh like it just looks so like like exasperated when it gets picked up <laughs> <laughs> there's uh i don't remember if it was in the manga but there's two that i i liked there's the 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 the, the especially to his lie <laughs> i love luffy being like look at that lion <laughs> and it's the pig one that's just got like a lion's mane that 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 is like one of my favorite ones is is the the lion pig which is just a pig with a mane and then there was like one in the, i think it was in the anime though only um, it's like a, it's like a weird giraffe and I forget what it was like fused with. It was like a monkey or something. It was so goofy looking. Um, it had like, like this weird dumb smile on its face and that was, 
that was one of my favorite ones, but I think that was anime only. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there was some super bizarre designs though. Going into the next part, um, as you go into Syrup Village, correct me if I'm wrong, Lobo, what I like, I feel like the introduction to this is super fun because you look at when we're introduced to this character of really just showing what Usopp's all about. Um, he's he's got a very specific and strange design um with the big nose i also too from what i can from what i remember i think this is the only this is the first character of color we've met in the anime in just the whole story um which i think is also cool i don't know if there's anybody else in there um before that um but it I, I don't know if it was a decision by the anime or not but there is somebody on buggy's crew it was a person of color, but his design, if he is, was kind of um, not good. Mm. It was kind <laughs> of on the, the the not good side of things. So I I'm going to say this is the good des- first design of a person of color that we see um, and that fits the character really well. I, I, I think it's the better way of putting it. Um, and and uh, yeah, that, that's what I would say. What I like, too, is that they start off this kind of arc by Nami, like, l- l- putting out, like, all right, first things, like, before we do anything else, we need, like, an actual ship. Like, end goal right now, we got to get a new ship. Um, the, there's no talk about, like, any other bringing anybody to the crew. It's like, we got to get an actual ship if we're going to make it to the Grand Line. And they introduce Usopp in this way where he's looking out over the ocean, and it's this very, like, this like he's talking in this high spoken way it's like ah a new day the sun shines bright and cheerful on the sea and then like it's this very like what's like not stern but this very like stoic representation and then my dude just turns around and just starts running through the village screaming that pirates are coming um i love how they do that in the anime too of just like it's just like dead silent and you just hear like his feet going and this dude yelling in the background um usopp is the village liar uh, he's a kid that has kind of been on his own as we come to find out. Um, and every day he pretty much wakes up the village by running through the middle of the road, yelling that pirates are coming, that pirates are attacking. Uh, and all the townspeople are irritated by it. They're all like, this kid freaking is so annoying. He won't stop this. They all run in a crowd to go beat him up and chase him away. Um, which he also enjoys. It's part of like this role he's made for himself. He's kind of like the village rascal. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, haha, just kidding. Uh, and then he we learn that he's done this all the time. This is what he does every single day. It's very much a boy cried wolf thing, where it's every day there's pirates coming and everyone's sick to death. But we're like, we're already seeing the end stage of it, where everyone's already frustrated with him. He's um running out, he runs back out, and then we see after that, we meet his pirate crew, the Usopp Pirates, which I love this idea that it's if the village liar and the village rascal was like, I'm a strong pirate. I'm a, I am somebody, I am a strong person. I'm going to play pretend with this. Of course, his crew would be a bunch of like eight year old kids. Of course, his crew would <laughs> yeah. be just like a bunch of children. Yeah. Like I, I've worked with kids for a long time and I've seen a bunch of, I've seen, I, I, I've seen that situation a bunch where we have like the one kid who's like really like, who like tells a lot of stories who has that kind of personality like and then younger kids think that dude is the coolest and wants to be want to hang out with that guy all the time um so his crew is a bunch of eight-year-old yeah. kids um named carrot pepper and onion <laughs> and um they are they're they also join in on it too 
where like they're like all right like we're gonna like there's they start running off like the pirates are coming um before Usopp runs on to his next thing yeah which is when the straw hats land you you made me think too um I wonder if like the names of carrot pepper and onion or any sort of whale an homage to to dragon ball because you know food Everyone is named after like like vegetables and stuff. Like Vegeta is literally you know like vegetable or whatever. You know Goku, Kakarot, right? Carrot and whatever else. Um, I wonder if that's maybe a slight homage to to somebody that I know that Oda had looked up to and stuff. So I'm I'm really curious about that. And just a quick little thing too with Usopp, as far as like characterization of him too, as far as like his physical look. You know the long nose. Clearly Pinocchio is the inspiration there. He lies. His nose gets longer. And then the other thing too, Usopp, the name itself is, uh, is like in a way a play on Aesop's fables. So, so Usopp's name in, in, in just the, there's very little details that all kind of give you a hint to like, what is like one of the core parts of him and that that's, he's a liar and a coward too, but we're going to see some of the coward. We see a little bit of the coward is there where before they go to the shore, you know, I, I think it was it Onion is the one who comes running, screaming about pirates are coming. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they're like, what is he screaming about? And then they find out Newsops, uh gets a I think I forget what the this is where we we get to see one of the the things that. uh The medical conditions that suddenly pop up for Usopp, where I think it's like if he doesn't get his snackiosis or something, he's going to get sick or whatever. Well, and then so- and, and just like, yeah. The gang lands and he there's I love this bit. I don't know how far it continues in where he's like, it's like, I am the, the notorious Captain Usopp. Like he comes out and he has this whole speech about like how he's this badass pirate that he pulls out like all the time and the early bits and that he kind of he sh- he comes up and he's trying to make he's trying to intimidate the gang. Um, and he's like, okay, so I'm going to defend this place. You better think twice before you come in. I have 80 million men poised to stop you. Because my every time, there's always just this incredible amount of people. It's never like 100, it's never 50, it's never 10. It's always like millions of people. And then when Nami calls him a liar, it's like, oh no, she saw right through me. His boys, and like, he gets mad. They're laughing You're at him. And he's like, all right, crew, we're going to attack them. His boys have already left and ran away, like, immediately. And and it's funny because you're remembering the anime part here where where that's what happens. But in the manga part here, they're, the, you know, they're coming on show and like like Luffy's like kind of in awe of the fact that like you got to the island and Nami's like, yeah, he's like, and there's people here. And she's like, yeah, I t- already told you this. Why do you keep asking? And, you know, Luffy being the idiot he is. But then like Zoro's like, yeah, uh, hey, guys, what do you think's up with them and points to like Usopp and them were kind of just kind of staring at them from from like a. Not like a top of hill, but like, oh, yeah, it is a top of hill kind of away from them. And as soon as Zoro does that, that's when like carrot, onion and uh, pepper like freak out and run away and in the manga. So so that is a little bit different there. Your memory, uh, good memory on remembering the anime part, though, for sure. It blurs together sometimes. It, Um, It really does. It really does. So Usopp and the gang finally get a, like they get acquainted and you, we start to kind of learn kind of what the general like back, like what the general context is for what's going on in the village. They come in, they need a ship. There aren't really any ships. There are any ships on the island. The only place they could get one from is a mansion that is that where a rich girl lives in. She's very sick. Her parents have died. Um, that's the only rich area. They could maybe build you a ship. Um, and 
they we learn a little bit more about the owner of the like just some background about the owner of the mansion uh, about a year ago both the poor girl's parents got sick and died um she has a huge inheritance of this big mansion we hear that she's pretty kind at least but that she's also like this is somebody who's been in a lot like who has a very luxurious lifestyle but also has suffered through a lot which I think I love Oda's really good about that for for the sympathetic characters. Everybody has some sort of struggle they're working with. Not even if it's even if they are somebody who, like Kaya, is incredibly rich and like provided for, they still have things that they're dealing with. Yeah, it it is cool to see him do that with a character. Um and, and Kaya Kaya is a little bit interesting here. We kind of, you know, see her and and this butler who um by the way, this is like the um, if you're reading the volumes along, this is when we start to get the SBSs. And this butler literally, literally looks like he has poop on his jacket. And Oda will, if you look in the SBS, tell you, yes, it is poop. Yeah. Uh, I just I thought there would be more to that. No, nope, it's just that. <laughs> it's just that. Yeah, that, that just that. But but we get kind of into um, what's going on with Kaya and, and we see that she has some sort of connection to Usopp here as well. So I, I thought that that that's kind of a cool little thing, that little tidbit that we're like, we don't know what what sort of relationship they have at this point, but we know that she she wants to be able to, like, you know, see Usopp and, and not have it be a problem. But uh, the butler clearly, clearly has a problem with that. Well, and quick thing, too. This is where I always I would want to recommend as well. I feel like this is the point where we start to get maybe it started before I started noticing it here is where we get more of the stories in the opening, like illustrations of each chapter that Oda does. Um, right now, we're seeing like the gang kind of like have encounters with these like crazy animals from the Isle of Strange Animals. There's like a whole like side story with Buggy that we see in the front where Buggy encounters this island, too. Um, just from like these op- not like opening panels, but like under the title, there's like a singular illustration, like a single panel comic um that are really i think it's a yeah it's i think it's a it's a little earlier chapters later this is where i noticed it finally i think it's is it earlier i thought it i don't think it's happened yet i think now we're still just kind of getting him drawing like um a lot of animals and and this is also something that oda answers in the sbs too where where like people are like wow you really like to draw animal or you do you really like animals and he's like "Eh, i like animals i'm not like in love with them he's like but i really like to draw animals so um, a lot of the covers early on are like Luffy and the gang with like animals. And that's why. And it, it, it is cool to see. I don't I got to see what chapter the uh, the buggy story start. The buggy cover story, because because I can't remember what exactly. Uh, so we 35. So it's like middle middle of um, middle of this arc, basically. Towards the end, mm-hmm. uh, when we finally get those cover stories, so we're, so we're not quite to them yet, as far as where we're talking about chron- chronologically right now. Mm-hmm. But you're right, you're you are right that we are getting to that point. Um, we by the time that the Usopp pirates have gotten to where Ufi and the gang were all eating, um, Usopp's already gone on to go see Kaya, um, and we learn that he kind of has this relationship with Kaya, where he's kind of the rascal who sneaks in. Uh, and tells her these fantastical stories because she can't really leave her mansion. So he tells her these stories about how he's an incredible pirate captain who's fought hundreds of men and gone on incredibly epic adventures. Um, really kind of bringing a a brightness or some fun and some levity to a life where for as many great things as there are in it, she's definitely struggling with a lot, being an orphan, being incredibly sick. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where we are introduced to 
um the major antagonist for this plot uh which which maybe one Bahador. of the dumbest one of the dumbest names i've ever seen um only because when they were like when in the anime the first time with like oh like Clahador, i'm like okay so like that has to mean something right like there has to be an alter there has to be an ultimate purpose for what that name is and no it's just his name um but Clahador is kaya's butler um and he's Thin guy, glasses, um, very stern, very cold, and he intervenes, tells Usopp to buzz off and makes him leave. Um, calls him out, pretty much calls him what we've kind of learned through context clues, like you're trash, nobody wants you, like everybody in the village hates you, get out of here. Um, and he not only does that, we learn that he um he says some stuff about Usopp's family too, as well. If I remember correctly, if it's yeah. at this point. Really quickly, Isaac, did you happen to notice at this point when you were reading uh, that that Clahador is very it's very weird how he kind of adjusts his glasses? Was that something that you noticed at this point? Uh, because it, in the anime, I feel like it's so much easier to notice. But I'm curious if, if you noticed while you were reading. Um, I think I picked up on it like later on for a while. It mm. just it was just such like a minute detail that didn't catch my attention. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing. I feel like in the manga, it's a lot easier to sort of miss this detail right at the beginning. Well, he does anime, it a bunch of like times at the beginning, too. Like does. the first couple of frames, he like does it like four or five times, too. I think they really want to sell you on that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they sell you pretty hard in the anime on this point. But I was really curious to know because, like, I don't know if I would have picked it up, too, when I was, if I was reading the manga and, and read the manga first, because. It is sometimes, you know, you're paying more attention to sort of the conversation that ends up happening with mm-hmm. with him and and whoever he ends up talking to. So uh, I, I'm curious to know, you know, we'll have some other questions to ask at the end. But this is one that I'm curious about for you when you and when I say you, I mean, you listening. Uh, what was your first ex- when did you first notice that he was doing this weird thing with his glasses, whether you read the manga or you, you were an anime watcher? I feel like anime watchers probably noticed it a little earlier, though. For sure, for sure. Um, there's kind of a confrontation between between Clahador and Usopp. At this point, all of the Straw Hats are there. The Usopp pirates have also come in. For whatever guards they have for this mansion, no one's actually doing their job, I feel like. Um, but Clahador, like I said, comes out, um, antagonizes Usopp, pretty much says, like, you're trash. Uh, we learned specifically, you're the son of a pirate, and I don't want anybody who's related. Like, you're a son of a pirate. You're dangerous. Stay away. Like you're there's you are trouble. Stay away from Kaya. And when Kaya tries to kind of deescalate the situation, like, oh, like these people are nice. They're here. Um, He continually shuts it down and continually is like, no, these people are dangerous. They need to leave. They need to go away. Um, And when she like even tries to put the thing like you've gone too far. I'm in charge. Like you need to stop. I guess it's horrible. but. why should I apologize to this trash? I'm only speaking the truth, but I do feel sorry for you. Your treasure crazed idiot father did abandon you. Um, and we learned like we've learned that Usopp is the son of a pirate and there's more context to that too. But we start to see that this is like a very big, like a very big sticking point for him. Cause my dude goes into rage mode, like immediately once his father starts getting, once his father's name starts getting dragged through the mud. And he str- and he punches like Clador in the face. It feels like we see a different side that maybe we weren't expecting too. Like 
um, when you have this goofy coward liar, I don't think you expect him to um, have this like very passionate side to him. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't think I ever expected it first going through the series. Um, and, and it still sometimes almost is like a shock to me when you do see it because he, he can be such a, a big coward. So it, it is uh, it's cool to see the layers of this character pretty, pretty clearly and in, in like definitive ways that make it very easy to understand who he is. So what I, what I appreciate, too, is that this thing that would be a you expect to be some sort of mark of shame for Usopp is that, no, I'm proud my father's a pirate. I'm proud that he's a warrior. Um, and that, like, you could say whatever you, like, you could say whatever, but I'm, that would never be something, like, that I would take, like, I will never lie about that. I'm the son of a pirate. And then, which is when Luffy conveniently remembers, like, oh, I've met, I've met your dad before. <laughs> like, I, I know your dad. Um, and it's a little bit switched around, I think, in the, in the order of this, too. But it's like, oh, yeah, like, I know your dad. Um. He starts to put it together like like the the gears start to turn like like the 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 cobwebs on the gears in Luffy's brain that probably only uh, turn like once every blue moon start to like get into order and work a little bit for just a very small amount of time. And he starts to think, oh, wait, I think I know who this this guy's dad mm -hmm. might be. Uh, we, we don't know yet that who he that he does know that, but like he's thinking about it, which is like. It's more than what Luffy normally does. Luffy don't mm. think a lot. Usopp storms off and is like, fine. I'm not like pretty much that like, he's deciding to throw away this relationship almost that he's going to leave. Um, and then the, the gang leaves, even though Luffy wants to flight fight Claudor. Um, Claudor comes in, talks to Kaya and says like, look, pretty much. She says you went too far. It's like, oh yeah, I did go too far. Honestly, it's, and the 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 way he puts is that he wants to protect her because he's been entrusted as her as her caretaker. She is not strong enough to deal with. She's not strong enough to deal with the liveliness of Usopp's stories. Um, and that we learn that how he actually came to work for Kaya's family originally about three years ago. Yeah, he was uh like basically on death's door, and like Kaya's parents took him in. I think it was his father was the one, and like uh, they like nurse him back to health, and then give him a job. And he he feels indebted to Kaya's parents because of this. Now, I'm curious to know for you, Isaac, were you like bought in that like, oh, this guy's actually not so bad. He's just very overprotective. Is that what you were thinking at this point? Yeah, I'm pretty gullible. So yeah, I, I totally <laughs> fell, fell into that 100%. I, I think Oda does a good job, though, of like really like leaving the, the carrot on the stick to like make you think that, though, too. I, mm -hmm. I think that that like it's very believable the way that the panels are and the way he looks and he looks like really messed up and whatever. So I, I don't think it's it's too much of a stretch to be caught up in that. I think it and especially I think that the manga and this is an area again where I think the manga does a little bit better job than the anime where I think the the manga it's a little harder to to get a read on Kuro or Clahador at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit um, ambiguous. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and and it very believe. I think I feel like it's more believable too um, that he is that. Yeah, it's a lot more like it, it feels much more sincere. We talked about like, look, I look because he even says like, I don't have any like, I don't have a, I don't need to be the one who chooses your friends. I shouldn't tell you what to do. I'm just here to protect you. But if he ever does anything to you, then I failed. So I like, I need to be protective. He does a very good job of coming across sympathetically in this. Um, 
as he stormed off, Usopp has gone to the beach. Um, he's gone to his thinking place, which we later learn is the beach. Um, this is at the point too where we meet what we meet my favorite my, my one of my favorite characters just because of his design specifically. Um, this is where we meet my boy Django. So, Isaac, you and I have both played music even together for a while now. Um, is there anybody before you click on this? First, Django's a hypnotist, big hair, heart glasses, goatee, long hair, sorry, big hat. Um, and he moonwalks onto the page. Is there anybody that this that this person reminds you of as a as a is there any famous musicians that this guy might remind you of? Michael Jackson. Now, Michael Jackson, of course. Oh, yeah. Now, if you could click on this link, this is Django comparison. Uh, is- oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even see that. you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I forgot about that. Oh, see, OK, that's another one I was going to say, too. So <laughs> Oda has this thing that I love where he just is like, you know, what would be a really good character design. What if I just copied that picture exactly and just made that into a character? He. He he is he is a he is a master of character. I think is the mm-hmm. best way to put it. And um, he he definitely one hundred percent does that all the time. Uh, and uh, I'm taking it you sent him the the picture of um, uh, what's his name from Aerosmith, right? Yeah, was that the yeah, picture? Stephen was that Tyler. The yeah, the Stephen okay. Tyler picture. Um, Stephen Tyler. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of Stephen Tyler's name. Uh, yeah, he he is like the combination of like two like like literal like music god icons together in a character form, and it's fantastic. I like this is the first time that we see it where it's obvious. There there there's more and more as we get through this, and then we get like there are some that are so specific, Isaac, that you'll be like, I can't believe. I guess I get there are major characters like major characters and future crew members who are based off of designs like this. So <laughs> yes. That's so amazing. keep that in mind. And another thing I want both of you to keep in mind, uh, remember the lies, and even take note of it and put it somewhere. The lies that Usopp has told in these few chapters. Uh, just remember them is what I will say. Mm-hmm. So Luffy, Luffy brings up that he actually has met Usopp's father. Actually, no, even before that, uh, Django, the hypnotist moonwalks in um, and he starts trying to hypnotize the kids, uh, but he actually ends up hypnotizing himself where it's the um, like when I say one two Django, you're going to fall asleep. And then he ends up falling asleep himself. So we don't even know if this guy's actually good at what he does. Um, switching over to. We know we've learned we already know that Luffy has met Usopp's dad, um, but we learned some more background that he's actually one of uh, he's one of red haired Shanks's pirate crewmen. That he's a very skilled marksman. And his name is Yasop because we have to have similar names, everybody in this. Um, but yeah, Yasop is a crewman on Shanks' on Shanks's ship. Yeah, we even get like a little flashback where where we see like uh, Shanks in, in uh, the bar talking to Luffy and he just won't shut up about his kid. And Luffy's like, yeah, you've told me about him like a thousand times. I know about your kid. <laughs> and, and he's like, shut up. You're going to listen to me. And he's like, you're going to hear it a thousand times more. And he, he talks about how he didn't want to leave him, but he's like, but the sea came calling, uh, which which is a a cool thing too to think about, like you know the sea calling you and everything, and you know joining a crew like Shanks and Usopp's also uh, it's really cool because Usopp didn't know that he was on Shanks's crew. That I think is a cool point here as well, and that like, but but Shanks or thanks Shanks 
must be pretty famous because Usopp knew who Shanks is. So so that's that's a cool little tidbit that, we, you know, I don't think it's ever really and it's never really talked about. But like Shanks is, has some renown at the very least if, if Usopp knows who it is. Also, you miss like two of like my favorite little things like joke things uh, before this. There's the part where the kids, are, the, the two kids are sitting there talking with uh, with uh, Zoro and Nami. And they're like, hey, where, where'd the other kid go? And they're like, oh, he always just runs off and then he'll come back and he'll come back screaming. <laughs> and then he literally in like the next panel is screaming about something crazy. And, and it, that's what he, they, we meet Django. And then uh, Luffy just hanging from his feet from the tree branch, just like like it's normal and like happy go lucky in front of Usopp. And Usopp freaks out like, what are you doing? <laughs> those, those are like two little jokes that I appreciate. What's great, too, is that we I would expect I know at least when I first encounter this. I would expect that like Yasop's a deadbeat dad, like doesn't care about his kid. Like he just went to the sea and like, whatever, I have a family. I don't care. Like I left. Uh, I'm doing my own thing. But it's so awesome just to see like him just my d- dude talks about his kid is so like I have a kid. He's just he's about your age. He's awesome. He's the best. It's it's so I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Like just it's a little bit of heartwarmingness just to be like, oh, I have a kid. I love like. Just to not have a stereotypical like deadbeat dad who ran off to go visit the sea. Cause I know that's what I expected when you hear that like his dad's a pirate who's not there. I think it's easy to come to that like um conclusion though, too, until you see that little backstory, right? Um, the fact that although uh the way he talks about his dad, it's it's such with reverence. So I don't know. I, I guess that's like one of the, the interesting things about like becoming a pirate and and like sort of what it means even if you even if you do have like a family you're sort of uh shirking everything to like go out onto the grand ocean and risk everything so i think that's um a cool little thing and and you know part of it might just be usap coping though too mm-hmm. like like thinking like oh yeah well, i'm proud of my dad you know what i mean um because like that's still not really like leaving your kid at a young age like he did like i don't know it's still not it's still not great even if the sea's calling you mm-hmm. Well, and I don't know. I think there's some of the idea that like it's he's leaving. He left them for their sake. I think we learn about that a little bit more at the end of like the chapter. I think at the end of the arc a little bit, um, which we'll get to. We got to we got to keep going, too, because right after this happened, as they're having this heart to heart. He's um, like, wait a minute. Why is the butler down on the beach? And why is there this other guy meeting him? Uh, and we see that the, uh, the butler and the moonwalker are meeting and. They overhear a couple of very important details. Um, the butler's real name is Kuro uh, and that he's a very dangerous pirate that and he has a plan to kill like he has a plan to make Kaya sign over all of her family's wealth and then kill her and take everything. Uh, but that he we learned that he actually was a pirate of some some reputation before this. Um, and Luffy apparently I love it too because Luffy has no spatial awareness, just stands up and says, like, Hey, don't kill Kaya. Hey, don't do that. <laughs> and then Usopp's just sitting on the ground, like, what the hell are you doing? They didn't say it. Why would you why? Why? Did so so we already established that you were kind of bought in that like he was kind of a good butler. So then when the reveal happened, uh did it I take it probably caught you at least a little bit by surprise. At least a little yeah, a little bit by surprise. Like I knew there was something a little bit off with uh, with him. Yeah. With uh, and 
I don't know. It kind of just like more of like a click. It was like, oh, okay. I see. It was like, oh, was okay. Like, that's yeah. what, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, there, there's, I think one thing that like we see here is like, this is just like a, I don't think there was, it was meant to be too long of like, I don't think it's supposed to be like too shocking um, at this point anyways, because it's not like there's a lot of time between like, like it's really meeting Claw door and then him finding out, oh yeah, he's this Captain Kuro and just wants to, to do up this plan of like, murdering this girl and taking her money Mm -hmm. um kuro sees them and says that you know what like i don't like i don't care if you saw the plan uh, if you i don't care if you tell anybody our plan because no one's gonna believe you everyone thinks you're trash uh everybody thinks no no one believes you i have nothing to worry about we all look down on you um and then usopp learns kind of why kuro let him go just because like if anything, he's going to he is going to further isolate Kaya by going and telling her because he's already been Kaya Kuro's done all this work to ingrate to be close to Kaya and really try and meet him. Like he's tried he's done a lot of work to even appear as the good guy, even when he's been stern of like, look, I don't I don't need to choose who your friends are. Like I said, I don't need to, but I, I'm doing this because I care about you. And then Usopp, if he if he's gonna go and try and convince Kaya comes off as the bad guy comes off as someone who's being having a tantrum and being petty. Um, Kaya, we also learned Kaya got Kuro a gift that uh, these new glasses that aren't going to slip down his face anymore. Um, which there's more to do in a second. Luffy tells the gang kind of what the Butler is planning. And then Usopp goes to try and convince Kaya and she rebuffs him. She's just like, why would you lie about Kuro? And not why would you lie about Clahador? He's just trying to protect me. He was right about you. Yeah, it really plays into everything Kuro knew would happen to. Also, Luffy got hypnotized, mm. um, so that's why he gets split up from Usopp. Um, we we learned that he is uh, clearly very susceptible to it. Also, I kind of like how like the only reason Usopp probably doesn't get hypnotized is because he freaks out and thinks it's a weapon, so mm. he like stops watching whatever he's doing and like hides. And then just runs away after, you know, after they have the little conversation between the two of them. But you're totally right. Like, like, uh, this is one of the little scenes that I kind of, I actually kind of missed it. It's because we don't really, uh, we don't really see how like, uh, Luffy and the gang sort of meet back up. Um, but like they end up, uh, getting back together because they go and find him. (laughs) And then in the, in the anime, like, Zoro like uses the butt of his sword uh, sheath and like pokes Luffy with it to wake him up, which uh, I missed that little interaction that they had. But but here in, in the manga, we just see like Luffy's like on the the he's uh, he's awake and he's told them this stuff. And then he's just sitting there. He's like, how did I get down here? <laughs> oh, because he love, straight I up love... just fall because when he's he's he falls yeah. asleep, he straight up just like falls and face plants off of like a three story high cliff just directly on his his noggin. Yeah, and, and like Kuro and like Kuro and um, and uh, um, Django, uh, Django just think he's dead because he's like that's like thirty feet that he fell onto his head. They're like, oh, this kid's dead, and like like Django's even like, man, I didn't really mean to kill him. I was just trying to put him to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so they just leave. They just think he's dead. So they're like, whatever, and and that's how like they they end up coming there, and that's why Luffy's like, huh? How did I get down here? I thought it was up there. And he doesn't because he, he doesn't remember anything after getting hypnotized. Obviously, so it, it, that's another. I, I love the humor in One Piece. I just do. Any Luffy humor just hits for me. It really does. Uh, it, I, I just always, it just always does. Um, wrapping up this section, Usopp 
so his hit the Usopp pirates are like, okay, cool. Well, now we have like a valid reason. We need to tell everybody that the pirates are coming. We need to go and tell everybody there actually are pirates this time. And Usopp's already decided they're not going to believe me. And it's not, I don't want to involve anybody else in this. I'm going to, the village is going to have a normal day tomorrow. I'm going to do like, this is time for me to prove my worth and to really stand behind who I am. Um, and he's prepared to do it entirely himself. And he's prepared to go out there and really try and stand alone against this horde of pirates. Um, but Luffy and the Straw Hats come in and offer to help. Um, like, we're you can't do this on your own. We're here to help you. Um, and I love how this interchanges because they go in like. So Usopp's like, oh, you're doing this because you pity me and you think I'm a coward. And it's like, no, like what you're doing isn't we aren't doing this out of pity. We're doing this because what you're doing is honorable, that you would put the needs of everybody else ahead of your own, even though you don't stand to gain anything from this. And this is where, like, translation things kind of become an issue with me, because, like, the the best translation of this, honestly, I think was the the dub. I think the dub did that part best. And then I really like um, Luffy's line after because it's Zoro who says the honorable line. And then Luffy follows up with it, saying, who'd risk their life out of pity? That That is another one of those lines that really hits to me and sort of. Tells you like sort of the 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 personalities of Luffy and and Zoro and 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 how they think too. So so that's like a really good interaction. Almost forgot too. Usopp got shot by uh, Barry the the other like I think he's a butler for the other butler, for, yeah. uh, Kaya not, too. not the head butler, yeah, but the, the other, other butler. Yeah, he he shoots Usopp in the arm. Um, almost shoots. Uh, I think like Kaya tries to like get him to stop. That's why he only grazes Usopp. Um, and. I love the the beginning part too because like the the kids are still there, and Usopp uh, sees them and and he was crying and they're like oh hey so what are we gonna do and then Usopp like hides hides the fact that he got shot with it he's got this like cool little I actually kind of like it he's got like this little like sleeve that like you'd almost see like a basketball player wear or something and he covers up the blood and stuff with that and he laughs and he's like what there's there's no pirates coming what are you talking about and like the kids are like oh man I, I'm really disappointed in you. Um, that you would actually, you know, we know you lie, but this isn't something we'd expect you to do uh, when it comes to us. And that that like they got Luffy that he got Luffy in on it and whatever. So and then afterwards, he's like, why? And then they ask him, why did you say that? And he's like, because I'm a liar. I, I, I like that that um, recognition of who he is as himself, too, uh, because uh, when you have. Uh, issue like it's, there's definitely like self-confidence issues with Usa. And I think this is like one of those clear moments of it. Well, and like you, like you said with the lot with the lie stuff too, this is important to come back to in a long time from now, because a lot of this stuff does come back around. Um, so we're at this point too. Kuro's decided like, you know what? Like let's be out and out with it. Like I am, I'm executing this plan. My pirates, the black cat pirates are going to be here at in the morning. We learn a little bit of backstory about like what he was up to. That um, his whole plan has been that he landed on this island, sent his pirates away, and said, "Okay, come back for me in three years for the score of the century." Made Django the new like the acting captain, put himself in and this role as butler. Um, worked his way up all the way to being like Kaya's personal butler, um, and has done this all in like a sociopathic way of just like it's the. What I I went I made a relationship with this person I acted this way I did all of this and not all I I don't care at all I'm doing this all for the gold 
he this dude used to be like a very well not respected but a very like dangerous pirate who we learned that like Django hypnotized somebody to be Kuro and to get taken in by the Navy and then be executed so that like Kuro quote unquote dies so that nobody's looking for him so that he can he's free to pursue this plan. Now this is the, the you learn that they he's called Kuro of the Thousand Plans because there's all these layers, there's yeah. all these machinations to these plans that he has. Um that unfortunately rely on some very stupid people to actually carry them out. Um, but yeah, as we get to that, I think the big like turning point is that this all comes off because Kaya goes to like, Hey, like I got Kuro, it's been your, th- it's your three year anniversary of work- of being here at the mansion. Me and Mary are so excited to get you this. We got you glasses that don't come down off your face anymore. We like went, we had to order them from another town. We had to do this. Like, we're so excited to give you this. And Kuro's like, Oh, like, hi, huh, like, this is quaint. I've been manipulating you for three years and I, I was going to wait anywhere, but like, screw it. I don't care. And smashes these glasses on the ground, kills Mary. And then is, tries to abduct Kaya as well. Or at least it looks like he kills Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. He, cause we find out later. Well, Mary lived apparently, but um, yeah, it, it, it is one of those things where uh, you, you, uh, you're like, oh, okay. You, you've just gone. You, you've gone full mask off. So we get into this next part where this is the defense of Syrup Village, and Usopp lays out this grand plan. Like, okay, it's very much like it feels like when I don't know if you guys had this, but there was a specific period of time where, like, all like when the movie 300 came out, where all those like documentaries about the 300 at Thermopylae, and like, oh, here's what they had to do. They had to defend this very specific choke point. And I watched like a billion documentaries when I was 12 about that. And so there's this whole bit where he's like, all right, if they're gonna come to the village, they can only come through this one. Um, this one entrance, it's this cliff side. It's this, this shore that goes up into a cliff. It's a very tight corridor. They have to go up this way. So we're going to block off this one cliff. We're going to oil the cliff so that they can't come up. We're all posted up ready to attack. It's very, it's like the whole, like, we're going to funnel them through this one choke point so they can only fight in small numbers. Then we're going to get rid of them. And they're like, it's dawn. None of the pirates are here. What happened? And just the white face of just like, Usopp being like, Oh, they could be at the other. Sh- they could be at the North Shore. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Um, it's a feeling I rec- I resonate with very much. Um, Isaac and I work together, and there's very there's certain circumstances where if I was supposed to do something and I completely forgot to do it and I completely screwed everything up, I will just sit there and complete panic in my face for a second. I'm just like, oh shit! I com- Oh no! I just screwed everything up so freaking much. And they're they're all like yelling, like, "What do you mean? There's another shore?" What do you, we already set out the we set out the oil. We're all like we're ready to go, and everybody splits up and runs in different directions because we're all like north. It's the north show. We're all going to run north, and a couple of different things happen to a couple a couple of different people. Yeah, so so we get we get uh, Nami and Zoro get caught in the oil slick, and Nami pu- well Nami gets caught. She pulls Zoro into the oil slick, and then uses Zoro as a well. Basically, like you ever seen the raincoat, but be put in like front of the girl to like get not step in the rain. That's what Zoro was. He was the raincoat that people put down <laughs> in, in like those shows and whatever. That's what Zoro was. So she could get out and go and make sure her treasure yeah. doesn't get stolen, which she cares about the most. Because that's like, oh, our boat's so over by the North Shore. It. We have to go. Prote- I have to go protect that treasure. Like I'm going. Yeah. 
in Usopp's defense too, like his whole reasoning they were at the South Shore was because like he 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 was like, well, this is where they had the meeting, so this is obviously where they're going to, you know, come from. So that was his like logic, which kind of made some sense. But they come from the other one. So Usopp goes running off. Luffy's the first person to take off, too, by the way. And he just like Luffy is so fast. Nobody's going to be able to keep up with him. Zoro's now stuck in and in, in covered in oil and just trying to get out. Can't do it because Nami's like, don't worry. Well, if you get there, you get there. And and then Usopp uh, ends up following after after Luffy. But he he's just not as fast as Luffy. And he doesn't even know where Luffy went when he's running to the shore. He just told him it was north. Mm-hmm. And. That that little I I love that little bit too. It, it, it just it's like, oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> it's so like everything seems planned out so perfectly, so well, and then just everything goes wrong. And then we see, oh yeah, everything still goes even more wrong. Where like the pirates are now coming onto the shore and stuff and getting ready to go up, and we see that the first person to actually get to the other shore is Usa. Mm-hmm. And Usopp's like, wait, how did I get here first? Didn't Luffy just run off like way out in front of me? I didn't even see him. Where is he? And he starts to panic a little bit. And that's when we have Nami come in after. But there's this little like conversation between Usopp and the pirates where where Usopp's like, you guys are not going to take this town. And and they're like, what? Yeah, what are you going to do about it? And and they're like, oh, hey, there's a boat here. And they they search it and they find the treasure. He's like, well, you can have that treasure. (laughs) And, And then you you you, uh but you you don't get to come to the storm the the island they're like dude we're gonna take the treasure and then storm the island what the what do you think we're doing (laughs) i i I just love that point where it's like like for as smart as usopp can be he is he can be as dumb as luffy at times well and it's it's the same thing of like i have a million men all i have a million trained men here that are going to kill you and disembowel you if you even dare to come on the shore so you all should you all better leave and then they're like yeah. No. <laughs> Isn't that the liar kid from earlier? Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Oh, and La- L- L- Nami, another good comedy moment. She hears him like offering up their treasure because it's not like it's Usopp's treasure or anything. And she comes and the first thing she does is hit Usopp saying, you are not giving away my treasure. And then that's when we move on. And that's when uh, Nami and Usopp start to work together to try and hold off the Black Cat Pirates. So Usopp's main weapon that we see is a slingshot, um, specifically like these star attacks, as he calls them, um, where he's and he's like murking people with the slingshot as they're coming up the hill. Um, And it gets the what ends up kind of doing the man is that he's like, don't worry, I brought caltrops that way they can't cross in front of us. And Nami's like, cool, let me throw some of them, too. And Nami throws them behind them. So they get pushed back and have to like retreat while all these pirates are trying to come up to the top while they're still all getting shot. And then a little bit of a brutal scene happens because Usopp gets hit with a hammer and and that looks like it did some damage to him. And and now things are starting to get very serious. And, and Usopp now is, you know, Nami's doing her best. She's not really a good fighter. And this is where we really first get to see like we didn't really get to see her fight at Orangetown. Like we really get to see it here. where like she is. She is not like she's not Zoro. She's not Luffy. She is not really a great fighter. She's you know doing her best to hold her own. She's not getting you know brutalized like Usopp did, but like they're probably going to get past. And Usopp, it, there's this moment of desperation, and he's grabbing onto one of the guys trying to get by and saying, "You're you're not going to attack the village." And there's this uh, pretty emotional sort of scene that happens between him and this guy. And uh, then, luckily, 
the the real cavalry arrives. Uh, Zoro and and Luffy show up, uh, both huffing and puffing. Luffy pissed because he's like, Usopp, why didn't you tell me where North was? <laughs> and, and Zoro pissed at Nami. Nami, why would you do that to me? I'm the one who can actually hold them off. What are you doing? So I love this new thing, too, because I had figured, all right, Django's Django's served his purpose in this story already. Like, we're done. This character's over with. But I love this idea because it's something you ever think about of Django's like over like Django's going to hypnotize the crew to actually make them better fighters. It's one of those things that like you would never think like that doesn't come across in movies. I feel like ever like in a no team is hypnotizing their own team. It feels like a lot of like whatever I've seen that trope before. Um, So he hypnotizes the crew to be stronger. So they're going to win this fight. And unknowingly, he also hypnotizes Luffy again. So Luffy is like hyped, jacked. I love this this thing too. Of he runs up to he runs up to the black cat pirate ship and he just rips off the entire figurehead and is gonna go turn around, and smash everybody, and it gets hypnotized again and it just falls on him and he falls asleep again. Yeah, that that is uh, I just love the fact that he can get hypnotized so easily and and like the, the comedy of Zoro is really good here too because like Zoro doesn't get hypnotized and, and Zoro's like, oh man, oh man, if they're gonna get ten, two times stronger, this actually might be a little bit tough. And then his his freak out when he sees Luffy's gets hypnotized. He's like you, idiot, you know, like calling him an idiot and stuff. Zoro Zoro's comedy. This is where we start to see that like Zoro is not just this like stoic badass that he seems to be character wise. Like he's he's also an idiot too, mm-hmm. and like will, will just as easily like um, lose his cool uh, at stupid things that might happen. So we from there um, right now like they're making a bunch of. Um, they're like wiping the floor of these pirates. They're the pirates. Were, the plan was for the pirates to come and raid the village, um, so that Kuro could make it. So that Kuro could force. Pretty much that there was a distraction that way, so that Kuro could end things with Kaya and then be able to leave. Um, it isn't happening because the Straw Hats are fighting them, um, kicking their butts realistically too. Uh, so Kuro decides, okay, well they're not here. Those idiots. I'm going to head down there and I'm going to kill every one of them. And I'm going to take, I'm just going to finish this whole thing on my own. Um, she, so he starts walking through Kaya wakes up from her, from Kaya wakes up, finds Mary still barely alive and learns pretty much the whole deceit of the plan of like, Oh, her like, and pretty much talks to him about the whole deceit of the plan that like, Oh, he was a pirate. He was going to, he's trying to kill us. He's going to do this, this and this. Um, when we flash back to the fight, we meet Usopp wasn't lying. Yeah, yeah, Usopp wasn't lying. Um, we flash back to the fight or go back to the fight, and we get another awesome set of characters with the Meow Band brothers, which <laughs> I don't. Okay, well, because you okay, I, I don't you, think they're all, you know you. I just think because it's ridiculous, man. I just love when people take swings. When people take swings, that's all I want. I just and again, this is uh, yeah, okay. I, I Isaac, I want your opinion because I don't I don't think they're awesome. I I the Meow Band brothers are, are like like the only one that maybe is a little redeemable is the one kind of looks like a wrestler and it looks kind of funny, but like I I was not a fan of these guys personally. They're goofy. <laughs> they're fun, but you know, nothing extraordinary in my personal opinion. I kinda figured they were gonna yeah. come out a little goofy because I've seen that kind of theme uh of like, you know, 
anticipating like the reveal of a character and then they just look like that you know like what we saw with like alvita way back yeah that's a good point yeah no that's totally true and and they are very Oda's very good at that where like he'll have like a silhouette and you're not sure how they're going to turn out or like he'll show you just a part of a character and you're like oh interesting and then you see him you're like oh okay that's the character um that's how i felt at least about them although i i did like the um the one brother sort of playing into it and he kind of comes running at zoro and he's like kind of flailing and like you even hear nami comment like oh my god they're gonna make this guy fight zoro and then like there's like this switch that turns on and gets super serious and then he manages to steal two zoro swords like like that that is the one part i do like but i still don't like the meowban brothers what's funny too is that like they take three the other two swords and you're like okay well zoro has one sword but like still like dude's gonna be like Think about how much it would take to wield three. This is probably still like sick as hell with just one sword. And Zoro was like, actually, like I kind of suck with just one sword. <laughs> I'm not very good with just well, one. Well, and he's fighting off the, the two guys as well, which leads to another cool moment because like they're like they're actually like giving him a run for for his money a little bit here while he only has his one sword. And you're like, oh, wait, wow, these guys are actually competent in some way that not how they look, um, which, which is interesting at the very least part about uh, is the one part that is kind of interesting about them. And then Usopp's like, okay, I'm going to help him out. Looks like he might need a little bit of help. And this is another good character moment for, for Zoro, because what does he do? Uh, He gets in the way of the shot and doesn't allow Usopp to get it. And, and like Usopp's like, I swear I didn't aim at him. And Nami's like, no, I think he did it on, he got in the way on purpose. uh, Because if you, if you hit them, they'd probably come after us and kill us, which goes to show you the, t- again, the type of person this dude is where he's willing to get in the way and, and does care about the other people around him. He's not this merciless pirate hunter like we were told in the beginning. So a cool little moment there. But then this also resolves Nami to go and help him and go and retrieve the swords. And then unexpectedly, you know, this guy who's just been hypnotizing people in Django comes and we learned that oh no that's not just like a a, a you know a uh, like a what do they call the thing that they use to hypnotize hypnotize people with it, it's a chakra that's what it is it's a chakra that he can use and is very sharp and he he slices the shit out of Nami's shoulder mm-hmm. um Luffy takes a chakra to so this is also we learned some more things too Kuro arrives um and we start we learn why he pushes up his glasses with his palms all the time um. This is I I love just the ridiculous and like kind of stupid, not stupid, but just the kind of outlandish weapons that these guys have. I remember playing One Piece Grand Adventure, okay, back in like 2005, and I remember playing that game on PS2 and be like, man, who is this dude with all the knives on his fingers? That guy has to be super cool. That guy had like that's a super cool idea for a character, and I love how when they play it in here, like like it's also like it's deadly. But it's also ridiculous. Like it only works because Kuro fights the way he does, not because it's a particularly deadly weapon. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, just just think about how it looks, though. Too like, how could it be? It, it, so he has the knives on the ends of goofy. all of his fingers. He's got these big, probably like katana sword long blades on every single digit. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he yeah. can't. Yeah, they're katana. That's why he can't push his glasses up the top of his face because if he did, he would literally gore his brain multiple times. But that is a cool reveal, though, mm-hmm. because like, again, this is this is me coming from the anime perspective when I first saw it. Like, it, it's so 
annoying and noticeable watching him kind of go like this with his glasses that you're like, why does he do this? And then you finally learn, you're like, oh, oh, okay. And like, you should have been able to put the, 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 the pieces together earlier because when he kill not kills when he when he slices Mary, he does it mm-hmm. with the 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 hand with the blade on. So, it, it is something that that like if you're paying attention, you kind of already understood that. But when you hear it from like the the perspective of Django and, and he sort of talks about like how scary Kuro was as a guy, I think that's like a really interesting plot point and way to do this. Um, and then the, the backstory that you told us about earlier, where he, they hypnotize somebody to, to be Kuro and have a Navy soldier be the one to, um, like say they captured him. That's when that part comes into play, which by the way, I didn't ask it then, but I'll ask it now. Did you guys realize who the Navy man was? Who was the person who captured Kuro? I don't think I did. No, it was Captain Morgan. Axe hand Morgan. Oh, I just think about it. What is it? Think about too. What is it that Kuro did when he was on the ship? He steps on his. Where does he step he on, on his jaw? Yeah, I didn't even think on his jaw. Exactly. Yeah. So so it, it, it's a little tidbit world building that that is very easy to miss. But if you look, like go go back and look at that chapter. Look at the the backstory part and look at the 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 Navy Marine, the Marine who is the person that they're going to hypnotize to be. The person, it's Morgan. It's 100% Morgan. Um, just like it's easy to not realize when he has the claw on for the first time why he, he pushes his glasses up the way he does. It's very easy to miss the fact that, oh shit, we've seen this guy. That was Morgan, who is the one who captured. And then that adds like this little bit of a layer to like Morgan's character where it's like, you know, he, he, he had this like really grand thought of himself. And now it's almost like, oh, was he did he become that person because of what happened between Kurt with him knowing that he truly never actually captured Kuro, even though he was hypnotized to think he did like it adds that little bit of layer to other characters that we've seen. So cool little world building thing that very much easy to miss, uh, especially if it's not pointed out to and you're not paying attention for it. Yeah, that's so interesting. I totally did not uh, catch on to that at all. No, me neither. Yeah, it, but again, it, it, it's but it, if you it, just look at the just like if you look at the chapter though, it's one hundred percent him. Like you can tell the blonde hair, you know the the structure, the sort of the structure, the way he's built and everything, and he has butt chin. Like that, that's like one of the other giveaways too. Is like uh, the butt chin that that is clearly uh, something that is a familial trait because his son also has that stupid butt chin. So, Luke. Nami makes Nami makes it to wake up Luffy. Like the whole thing's like, okay, we need to wake up Luffy to take care of Koro. She's sprinting to get there. When she does, um, Django's thrown this chakra to try pretty much to kill her before he she gets there. And like right when she gets there, she wakes him up and then Luffy pops up and it hits him in the back of the head. Um and in the moment I'm like, oh dude, like they just took Luffy out. Cause like we know blades can hurt him. We know blades can actually like do damage to him. And it's just like the ow, why would you like Nami, why would you do that? Also, who the hell threw that at me? Um and at this point, like, so he's like popped up, he's turned around to fight. Kaya comes down and it's like, okay, like Clahador Kura, I'll give you everything you want, I'll sign away everything. Just don't hurt anybody. Just leave. 
like I'll give you everything you want, leave. And this is where again we learn like how how far gone Koro is, where he just says like, "No, I've earned killing you at this point by having to deal having to deal with you for years." Not having to deal with like bad stuff, just like he doesn't even make it sound like he had to deal with all like a horrible things. Just having to feign a relationship with you for three years, having to serve you for three years. I've earned being able to kill you as part of this plan. So I'm still going to do that. And then when as he's doing that, Luffy comes in and gets a huge punch on him, too. Yeah. And there's um, there's this also the, this moment before that where like um, he, he's like manipulating Kaya. And talking about like, you know, we did so many things together. She's got a gun pointed at him at this point as well, because she's she's you know, she now knows everything. And, and honestly, her coming there actually makes things a lot harder for everything that's, you know, to happen um, because she's the target that they're after. So so it became, things become a little more complicated as a result of that. So uh, Kuro's able to get the gun away, which Usopp then goes to try and like defend Kaya at this point, And he just gets pretty much manhandled by by Kuro and that's when Luffy sends the punch over and doesn't allow for Kuro's to things to go the way he does and then the best Usopp pirates come back in and I've never seen three children decide they want to die more than I saw three children just go in on Kuro on the ground with the weapons that they got from home um from here um so the Usopp, the Usopp crew is going to protect Kaya and run, trying getting her away. Joanne goes chasing after them. Uh, whenever they, when people have tried to talk about what I love this part where they talk about, they're trying to put down Usopp was like this kid, like, Oh, like who, whenever anybody, like they're trying to, they're pretty much putting him down. Like that. He's not a threat. He's weak. And that Luffy won't let anybody say a mean word about him. Like the next person that says anything bad about Usopp is gonna get killed. Like not killed, like is gonna get beaten up. Um just because like somebody standing up for like somebody acting above themselves, somebody protecting other people, um, even though they don't expect anything in return. Uh Zoro finishes off for the fight with the Meowban brothers. Um and picks up literally Usopp's like destroyed already getting hit with a hammer, getting beat up, picks up Usopp and is just going to run after it's going to haul, butt just to try and catch up to Kaya and the crew, um, the Luffy and Kuro fight. Wait, did we miss this part already? No, it's the out of the bag technique is what no, well, we're skipping before, that, but there's a bunch of different that, names for that too. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he is the, his pussy foot maneuver as well is the other thing. Well, uh, which he's already done. Well, because, OK, Isaac which, and I were talking yeah, about this today because it's in the in the manga. It's called the pussy foot maneuver because, again, cat things, cat things. Um, and would you believe they didn't keep that for the English translation of most things? I um, not for the English translation for like the anime and like a bunch of the other stuff. Because you play the games and it's not called that. It's called like stealth st- or stealth walk. It's called the stealth walk, which is a cooler name. I, I like that better. I like Anyways, that it's dumb and ridiculous <laughs> because of this. This dude named his no, entire. I know this dude named his entire his entire cruise freaking cat themed. Of course, it would be a dumb Black name. Cats, like that. Yeah, like I. That's what I love about my man. He just continue. He stays. When Oda's like, these guys, they're all cat themed. All right. Everything they do, it's about cats. <laughs> By the way, we, we, we in this time too, Zoro had already beaten because Nami like kicks his swords up to him 
and he has already taken he had at that point taken out both of the Meowban brothers, but then Butchie eventually gets um back up and gets um uh hypnotized again to be stronger. So so the the battle now is sort of Zoro versus uh Butchie and then Usopp versus uh Kuro is about to start. So the Butchie thing he takes out Butchie. Now we're getting to to really the meat, the final meat of the thing here where where we get to to see Kuro versus Luffy, and that's when the part that you're talking about, where he doesn't let anybody say anything bad about Usopp, which is another another part that I really like because, like, they're laughing at—I forget what exactly they're laughing at Usopp for, but he he is not letting any of it happen, and like even tries to like smash them all with a rock. Like, like he, he is like them, he like picks the boulder up out of the ground and is gonna hit people with it. Yeah. Uh, because they're saying something bad about Usopp, and that gets them to shut up real fast. Also, there's this really cool part. Um, I think it's before this, but still, I don't want to forget about it because it is—it's a bit of a cold panel where Luffy tries to punch Kuro one time uh, in like the beginning of the fight, and he's literally standing on Luffy's arm with his arms folded. Like that's like Kuro's an idiot with poop on his his jacket, but that's a cold—that's a cold panel. That is a really cool panel. Uh, Kuro, we. We see that part. Um, Kuro kind of gives more of his backstory that I mentioned earlier, where that like he got tired of being a pirate and didn't want to have to deal with being chased by the Navy all the time. Just wanted the riches of it and to be able like to be able to go and do his own thing without being chased all the time. Um, and so this is where we learned that he faked his own death with Captain Morgan um, and breaks. At this point, Luffy breaks one of his claws. I just breaks like just the whole like handful of blades just breaks him in half. And he tells Kuro, like, you can never be Usopp. Like, Usopp stands for something, and Usopp knows what he wants, and he doesn't, he doesn't cave to it. You decided you didn't want to be a pirate anymore, which was like your life, which was your purpose. How could you not want to be a pirate? Why would you ever quit being a pirate? Being a pirate is the greatest thing in the world. Why would you ever stop? And this is where we get the out of the bag technique, which is really is fun. It's a little silly, but I love it. Um, it's still, it's like, it's one of those like anime attacks were like it's really cool and how they set it up too in the anime where like Goro's like slouched over and looking down and like kind of swaying a little bit and the idea is that we already know this dude's fast there's a bunch of different things where he's like like quick disappearing and like and behind you and like slide and slicing at you and the out of the bag technique is where he goes so fast that he's invisible to the human eye and you can't even see where he doesn't even know what he's slashing at. He's just going in a confined space and going back and forth. And he's already at this point said several times, like to his crew, like, Oh, I'm, I didn't plan to share it with any of you guys. I'm going to take you guys are what I need to like get the job done. I'm killing everybody. I'm taking everybody, everything for myself. And they're all begging him. Like, please don't kill us. Captain, please don't kill us. And when Luffy's like, well, I, no, like I'm going to kill, like I'm going to beat this guy. They all start rooting for Luffy instead. <laughs> <laughs> well and there's this anger moment too with luffy where like he's really pissed that the fact that like kuro is because like the you know like he'll, he'll he like gets he he does graze luffy at one point and does make him start bleeding and stuff but before he ever even gets luffy he's hit multiple member of, members of his own crew and and that just gets luffy so mad and pissed off it's like you know how can you attack your friends like that and we know we know that they're they're they were never really friends to kuro and there's this sort of this good um you know, it, it, it's another part sort of like with the, the part with Usopp where where like Lou, it's almost like Luffy's judging. I really love there's this one part in the, the scene where like girls talking about like why 
he's doing the things he is and like why he you know why this is how a pirate should be and stuff and like there's like this silent like judging look from luffy and he, luffy doesn't say anything and crow just gets pissed and like what do you know like like clearly knows what luffy's thinking and he's like well what do you you know like what do you know like shut up you like, like and he's like You're, you can't mock me or something like that and, and like luffy hasn't even said anything and, and and that's when he gives the line about usopp and everything but luffy just like grabs him out of doing this attack at one point and just slams his ass into the ground and that i don't know it's so satisfying when luffy beats up the bad guy sometimes and that was definitely one of those moments because it's like this attack they're like what is even happening but luffy obviously is able to tell what's going on somewhat i think so kuro gets wrecked um usopp may like this kuro gets stopped and i'm like okay everything's salt everything's good but wait Somebody had like Django's still chasing after Kaya and Kaya is already physically weak is like struggling to keep up and just tells the boys like, no, you run off. Like I, you run ahead. It's more important that you're safe. I'll sign the will. Um, and then she turns, um, and right as Usopp has decided like, okay, I still, she's like, okay, I'll sign the will and I'll give you guys everything. Just don't kill the boys. And he goes, okay, I'm not going to kill the boys. I still have to kill you. I still have to dispose of you. And when he goes to kill Kaya, um, Usopp, pretty much Zoro, there's this great scene where it was Zoro like cuts through a bunch of trees and Django's like, I, you idiot, like, why would you, you missed me? And Usopp from a completely different angle, like hits him with the star uh, and takes out Django. Um, Nami catches, Lu- like Luffy's gone through, finally beats Kuro. And right when he like starts to like sway and fall down, Nami catches him. Uh, which is a great moment. Um, so as everything's re- resolving, Usopp is like, okay, like as everything's resolving, the um, the kids like Usopp, like you did it, like you're a hero, you're finally a hero. Like everybody needs to know about this. You're finally going to be accepted. You're finally going to be this, this, and this. And he tells people, you know, but and he tells Kai and the kids both to lie. That like, you know, normal day, nothing happened. Um, Usopp lied about pirates again. Uh, because he's already made his decision to pursue something else rather than being here. Well, not only that, he he doesn't want the village to worry or to think. Um, because one of the things that's great about sort of village is there's there's really no worries of these townspeople, and, and it's illustrated I think better in the anime because there's that little scene in the 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 diner where the kids come in and they're like, you know, where's uh, where's Usopp? And like, there's the joke where they ate them, and then they're like looking at that Nami because they were talking about like uh, Ogres is eating people. And, and and them laughing but like in, in the anime when when there's like all this commotion in the store the like store owner or the 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 restaurant owner kind of looks up as they're like um like as all this screaming goes on and just is like oh it's the kids and just goes back down like like it, very casually like showing that like this town there's really not many worries so Usopp wants to really you can tell he wants to keep it that way that's even what he says you know it's just another day in the village like nothing ever happened I don't want the people to worry that something like this could happen again because mm-hmm. this is such a out of the way village. Nobody's ever going to come here, um, which I don't know. To me, that feels like um, that feels like a caster's curse that he said that personally, um, <laughs> knowing so myself. But like uh, as a, I'm still a caster, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like like that 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 always scared me when he said that line. But he's true though. Like that that's it's a village that nobody's really going to go to. There's nothing really of value there that people would want to take. So. It makes a lot of sense that he would want the village to continue to feel they have that safety, which shows you more of the 
how admirable of a character he is and and even shows some growth of who he is from like when we just first met him on this little island to where we are now. So at this point, where do you see things going, Isaac? Because of the, like we I mean, you get the feeling if we've spent enough time with this character like that, we're going to get we're going to probably see them more. But this is kind of where we're wrapping up. We're getting ready to move. We're kind of wrapping up loose ends. Um, any thoughts as far as the Kuro fight? Because that's the big fight of this whole arc. Uh, when I read it, I I read it all in like one sitting because it just had me hooked throughout the entire thing, and I was, and it was it was kind of a it was a great read. It was frustrating reading through, just like certain like certain parts even before the fight, like um, Usopp trying to talk to Kaya and be like, "Yo, you know, you're in danger," and she's not paying paying attention to him, and then. The whole frustration that's going on within the fights and how everything's kind of splitting up and just seeing how it all resolved at the end, I thought was really cool. And I, I love how um, uh, the battle between uh, Kuro and Luffy and then Usopp and Django was kind of um, synchronized at the end too with those like um, final shots. I don't know if that makes sense, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. No, it it yeah. is a very cool panel, and um, the the anime also emulates that in a good way too. I I agree. It, it's um, it, it it's a cool like finalization of like what's happening at this moment, and then like thing every like the it's a really big crescendo of a page. Crescendo, I guess is a good yes, way to put yes. It. And then we get this end part, which to me, uh, I think it's one of the I think it's the 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 first part where I've I've ever gotten emotional from like manga and anime and like like even like going back to it uh when we get these these final little parts um it still can hit me pretty hard and and i you know i shared the clips with you guys of this part but so usap has made a decision we know that um we know that the town's not gonna ever understand who usap truly was to them and stuff we actually even see um how the town really feels about usap because they're kind of like man where, where's he been so well, yeah, he doesn't go and this he doesn't do the whole pirates are coming thing. Like, yeah, so he doesn't so run through the like town. Looking, they're like, where is he? It's like, oh, I used and to then, set my alarm by that guy. Get, I used to wake up to that guy. Like, I kind of miss it that he's not here. Yeah, and you even see like one of the, the there's like one guy who was like very overly angry earlier when they were kind of mobbing and like trying to get him for like saying so many, you know, for doing it like a second time in one day. Um, he's like, man, was I too hard on him? I, I, I hope he's all right. Like we see that the village actually does care about him in some way. And then we get this really cute scene and, and kind of emotional scene where Usopp is talking to the Usopp pirates for the last time. And he disbands the pirates here and he kind of talks to, to, to our three boys and says, you know, uh, uh, I'm going out to sea. And they're like, no, you're not. What are you talking about? This isn't really happening. And then there's this really cool part where he asks them, what are your ambitions? And and then he I, I'm just get I get a little choked up thinking about it where, where you know, they, they tell him what their, you know, their true goals are. They're crying at this point already. And and he, you know, tells them to never, never waver after what they, they, their their ambitions are. And and then he disbands the Usopp pirates. And it, it, it's a very cute little scene um, because you see that, like, these kids really did ca- like like Usopp really was that character you were talking about earlier. where like. Mm. He was this this like larger than life figure to these kids. We even see like kind of how they met where they're like, hey, you're that really famous liar guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which <laughs> that's a funny way to like have these kids end up at, like loving and em- emulating you. And 
we then see that Usopp has resolved himself to go out to see himself. And and then we have we transition to Luffy and Zoro and, and Nami and Kaya is like, hey, I have something for you guys. Uh, I want you to have it for what you've done for us. And this is when we get the ship of the Straw Hat Pirates, the Going Merry. It does feel like a little bit of like a like a pull where it's like oh yeah by the way like marries a shipwright and here's the ship he made we and like and you remember like oh right that's the whole point of this like this is why we they came here is like <laughs> they need to get a ship um in the if you read the like at least from the translation i was originally reading it was called the merry go uh but it is the going merry and it's fashioned after mary, mary which i i completely forgot that like it, it looks because like mary looks a little bit like a goat and it's got like the little goat it has the goat head and everything and it's completely stocked up and it has everything that they need there. Um, and they're like, Usopp's going to leave. And they're like, why don't you just come with us instead? He also rolls down from his bag mm-hmm. because he had it way overpacked. Like he basically took his entire house and put it in a bag and he's like <laughs> rolling down and he's going to crash into the ship. And <laughs> I just love like Zoro and just and Luffy just putting their foot out to stop him and like just smashing his face. In. And he's like, thanks. And then he ends up uh, there's this cute little scene again with him and Kaya where where uh, he's talking to about what what he wants to do. And he asks her, please don't stop, Um, because I feel like I feel like in part, I think he says that because I feel like if maybe she asked him to to not go, he probably wouldn't have gone. Um, At least it's my thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys feel that same way, if you think he did, because I really liked the the, there. There's a clearly. There's clearly something special between him and Kaya. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is is very safe to say. And we learned that also yeah. she's decided after being her her goal as we're learning through like what like everybody else's goals are. Her goal is that she's going to study to become a doctor. That she has been sick and she wants to help cure other people. And the way we learn about that is um, so uh, after after you know Usopp crashes down in Luffy and everybody is is on the boat and. Usopp's going to say goodbye to them and they're like what are you talking about and he's like and he's like what are you guys antisocial? like I'm going out to sea maybe we'll see each other again and, and then like shut up get on the boat yes. <laughs> and, and he's like oh does that mean I get to be captain and, like, and Luffy's like shut up I'm captain and then we see that that Usopp joins them and they go off and then we see Kaya on the shore with Mary and she talks about how uh Lying hurts, or it's her, or lying's hard, or something like that. I forget the exact line she says. And uh, Mary asks, "Oh, are you talking about with Usopp?" And and she's you know shakes her head, uh huh. And and she Mary tells us the story of Usopp. That basically it's Usopp's backstory about how uh, him going and shouting, "Pirates are coming!" There's more meaning to that than we originally thought. It wasn't just something he did to liven up the town. But that his mother passed away from a sickness not long after his father had left to join Shanks's crew. So he was we see young Usopp shouting that as he's going to his mother. And there's this very sweet conversation between him and his mom. And she, she you know, tells him to never like kind of lose who he is and, and, and things like that. And very motherly things at the end as. She calls him a silly boy and she's and he goes, you're right. I am a silly boy. 
uh, you know, and, and all this other stuff. And, and she passes away. And we learn that the villagers believe that Usopp shouts this because it is one of his biggest desires is for his father to have come back and take him away from this island mm. and to 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 be the family that he, you know, he didn't have anymore after he lost his mom. And it's I, th- that scene gets to me every time, every I, time I watch it, Isaac, I'm, t- uh, I, I'm like Kaya. I'm telling you, dude, if you ever want to cry ever, if you ever want to just get a hit like right in your gut. Any like sad or like heart, like, like tearjerker scene. And then when they just like slowly fade in, like the, the instrumental version of we are over the back of it, like they pull that all every couple and every, they pull it every couple of arcs and it works every freaking time. I swear. Um, they, 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 it, ugh. That's the thing is like Oda will go from There's like a- being like super funny to like super a- like super actiony to just freaking hitting you with the gut like as hard as possible. Yeah. What a way to end this, too, because like that's like one of the last things we have. And then there's this uh, line about like living to not to die or or living to I forget what exactly the line is at the end that Kaya says. But basically, she's going to try and live her life to the fullest the way that like sort of Usopp and 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 sort of see that. And we also see this really cute scene, too, with um with the the boys as they they're like i've got an idea and then we see them shout the pirates are you know pirates are coming at the end that's how the 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 chapter ends and we leave the the village of usopp's uh childhood and and where he grew up which is a cute little ending and then we learn she wants to be a doctor as well but that's the end there of this story And, and it just it's such a good end cap and i don't know for me like I feel like this um, establishes Usopp's character in such a way where, like, you really start to feel and understand, like, why, how he became, like, part of why he became a liar. You know, he was always a, a little bit of a silly child anyways, but really sort of doing it for his mother's sake and stuff. Like, like did that did that have the emotional impact for you, Isaac, that, that it did for me? Oh, yeah, definitely. Even just reading it, like, it had me in, like, in tears. Like, honestly, <laughs> it... it those kind of moments really it, hit, already? hit hard for me. Yeah. 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 That's okay. Well, <laughs> my friend, you were in for a ride. Because <laughs> I'm so down I, with I, it. I, because because I, I will say this to me, like this one is, is emotional, but to me, I think there's ones coming up that I think hit even harder. Oh, dude. Um, speaking of which, the next arc we get to go to is Baratier, which is chapters 42 through 68. Mm-hmm. So that is the next arc we are going to be covering. Uh, for those who want to read with us. Um, also, if you want to watch the anime instead of read it, uh, it's episodes 19 through 30 in the anime. So 12 episodes, I think it's 27 chapters. So that's what we will be doing next. But quickly, we, you know, a couple quick things. We kind of talked a lot about some of the differences between uh, the anime and the manga. Uh, there, there was quite a few differences here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just quickly sum up some of the other ones. Um, Luffy tells Usopp about his dad right away in the anime. Uh, there's not this like uh, him kind of, you know, ringing a bell later on. Um, Kaya's bedroom's on the second floor in the anime as well, which makes a very interesting and different dynamic uh, between how certain scenes work. I actually kind of liked it a little better that it was in the anime. Um, the chakram that Luffy gets in the back of the head, he actually catches it in his mouth in the anime. So th- those are the ones that I think um, that we haven't really talked about yet. Uh but the, the, this was like the first arc where we have very significant changes. And then I think some of the later arcs after this don't have quite as much. So very interesting there, too. And I mentioned it earlier. This is um, if you're reading volumes. 
This is where we first see the SBSs of Oda. And if you don't know what the SBSs are, um, I forget what the translation is, but basically the SBS corners are where Oda answers questions from fans. So we had some very interesting questions from fans in some of these. Um, one of them being uh, the ages uh, of the Straw Hat pi uh, Pirates up until this point, Luffy, uh, Nami, Zoro. And then we also learned Shanks's age. Um, we also learned that Buggy, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but Buzzy Buggy's uh, pirate hat, there was like these tassels on the side. Yeah, but it's his hair. Of his, of his hat. Mm -hmm. It's his hair. It's his hair. So we learned that. Um, we, th these are just some of the ones that I liked that I put in here because there's actually a ton of like funny questions, but those are ones I didn't like that I really liked. Uh, we also learned from Oda why Luffy doesn't kill his enemies. And this is an important thing because um, we've already seen one fake out death with Mary, but it sort of explains um, Oda's thoughts on why you don't really see characters die because killing their dreams is worse than killing them and is, is what Oda's explanation for it. So Luffy's never trying to kill someone. He's trying to beat them and make them lose their dream basically is sort of what he says um and then in the sbs is where we learned that uh the the poop on kuro's suit is poop like that's where he reveals it and it's just very straightforward that he says yes it's poop so <laughs> uh if you're not reading the sbs corners as you're reading along with us i highly recommend you do because i think one of the great appeals of one piece is not just becoming a fan of one piece but becoming a fan of oda mm -hmm. So and you really get a sense for like the the kind of comedy and who Oda is as a person and how he kind of talks about things when you read the SBS corners. So definitely check them out if you're not. But yeah, guys, we got anything else before we get out of here and, you know, we eventually are going to move on to Baratier. Honestly, mega hyped for Baratier of all the East of the East Blue stuff. Baratier is my favorite arc by far. Um, not that anything's bad, but just like we like we we meet a bunch of characters that I really enjoy. I love how it twists and turns. I love the side arc that also happens in this too. Like there's just so much good in this. And it's like, it's the, just, it's the completion of like the, of it's not the completion of this part necessarily, but like, it's the first like time we, the, the major components have all been put together. Finally feels like we, uh, this is, this is yeah, us. This is yeah. They finally finish setting the table and then we move forward. And, and, and I think it's Bradier's where you start to, to see, uh, Oda get and hit a stride mm -hmm. and understand how he wants to take this story. I think the arc after that is when he really starts to to come into his own and you really start to to see the greater picture. So I'm excited for that, too. But this arc, like going back to it for me personally, I, I really like going back to it because it's it's a lot better than I think people give it credit for. It, it tends to be called the weakest arc in this part. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, I think it's a lot better than people give it credit for. And I think especially the last few chapters are super, super good. Um, learning about Usopp and in the village and, and why they treat him the way they do and, and, you know, how they actually care for him and, 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 um, why he is the way he is, at least in the beginning is, is fun to really learn about. Um, what about you, Isaac? Anything before we get out of here? Am I going to cry? <laughs> Next arc? <laughs> You'll have to wait and see. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe I, different reasons but maybe we'll, we'll see <laughs> yeah yeah the, 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 that's the beauty of one piece too is like um there there are parts where i've seen people cry that i wouldn't have cried out and then there's parts that i cry at that people don't cry at so um the the emotional heartstrings continue to get pulled throughout the rest of this story so just be just be ready for it is what i will say um i won't say when it's happening or what which arcs are going to be very uh heartstring pulling but there will be plenty and i'm excited to to hear 
when you get to some of those points and which points are the ones that get to you. So, and for you, if you are somebody who is been reading along with us, uh, did this arc get to you? Uh, if you're somebody who's like me and has read a lot or, or caught up or whatever it might be, uh, when d- is there a part that got to you to the point of tears? Because uh, I know there's plenty for me. So tell us, tell us those moments, if there was, if you had already gotten there or not, and continue to enjoy the ride with us, as this has been another fun episode to do. Also, make sure to support us directly for the Mash Those Buttons, mash.gg slash support, to see all the ways you can support the network that makes this possible to do this a bit longer than, a <laughs> little bit longer than we planned on episode. So, uh, this is, this is the problem with one piece is sometimes there's so much to talk about. You get, you get bogged down in talking about too many things. So, Mm. uh, thank you for sticking with us through this and, uh, make sure to look at the directory on mashthosebuttons.com slash shows to see a lot of the other cool stuff that's going on with the network. You can, the best thing to help us out would be to leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you like to use. Uh, helps us learn what you guys like and what we can make better about the show. If you want to contact the show directly, you can contact us on Twitter at arcbyark or by email at arcbyarkpodcast.com. I'm on Twitter at Ramsey's underscore GG. Labosco, where can they find you at? At Labosco. Um, uh, at the time of us recording this, uh, Henry Thurlow is going to become the first non-Japanese person to, to, uh, be the episode director of a one piece anime episode and it's a very big episode i can't say because it's spoilers so i congrats to him i just wanted to put that out there as well because i think that's really cool uh that somebody's able to do that because it's unheard of even at toei it probably even anybody and i i believe he's the first american to to do that for any of toei's products so congrats to him but that's it for us again next Baradier arc at chapters 42 to 68 for the manga episodes 19 to 30 in the anime join us as we'll do that one next time and we'll see you later